In today's shir, I want to uh, take the opportunity to discuss something that's related to Sukkot, but is essentially a very general topic that, that's worthy of discussing. I want to discuss um, Agadis, the way we understand Agalit Gemaris, you know, throughout Chas. And I want to base it on a, on a Sukkot theme. So well, let's let's start like this. The, the Ramah in Simon Tafresh Samach Zayin, in the end of Hilchus Sukkah, brings a Kalbay. That brings a meaning as follows. That at the end of Sukkot, when a person leaves his Sukkah, for the last time, a person should say, The Ramah says, When they leave the Sukkah, He says, That we should be to sit in the Sukkah of the Levyasan. That's a Yihiratzen that the Ramah brings from the Kalbay. Additionally, the Marami Rotenberg in a, in a tshuva, it's brought down, it says as follows, that the Maram was makbid on the night, the eve of Maiti Sukkis, to go up to the Sukkah, and to take Rishos from it, and he would say, The same tefillah, so this seems to be a tefillah that many Rishonim, the Kalba is bringing, the Maram Rotenberg is bringing, that there's a tefillah that when one leaves the Sukkah for the final time at the end of Sukkis, we have a bakashi hiratzin shenis kaleisha b'sukasa shlevyasan. Additionally, there are some uh, some Svardic customs where they say a harachamon in benching the whole the whole yamt of sukkahs, where they insert a harachamon that says harachamon who yezakenu leisha b'sukasa shlevyasan. We should be zeicha to sit in the sukasa shlevyasan. So the the Ashkenazic custom seems to be to to mention it only on the way out. It's like a tefila. As we leave the sukkah to be zechut to sit in the sukkah to shalav and the Sephardic custom seems to be to mention it all throughout that you know harachamon that we should be able to sit in the sukkah to shalav Now, now, <coughs> incidentally, I, I heard a story. Uh, Rishul Leib Diskin, it seems his minig it's brought down. Rishul Leib Diskin, his minig in Yerushalayim was that whenever somebody would come visit him on Yom Tov in the sukkah, on their way out, he would his goodbye on sukkahs would be. Yihiratzin, like a shame that you were zeichet to, to come sit in the sukkah, you should be zeichet to sit in the sukkah shel of Yasin. And at one point, there was a discussion at his table as to if the sukkah shel of Yasin, that's, that's predicted Lasad Lavai, is, is going to be dafka on sukkahs, or it's some other time during the year. Maybe it's always, uh, you know, the pasuk that, that, that predicts a sukkah, maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with, with sukkahs. So... When when that uh, kvutza of people was leaving Rabbi Shulaib's sukkah, Rabbi Shulaib said, "Yihiratza in shenis kaleisha b'sukkah shalaviyasan, on davas vilnisht zalnisht." He said, "Whoever doesn't want to shouldn't sit in the sukkah shalaviyasan." So, so Rabbi Shulaib certainly uh, uh, seemed to to say this this you know almost like the Sephardic custom to say the harachamon or or variant of the harachamon every day. So now essentially what's being referred to over here. Is the fact that Lasid Lavai is going to be a sukkah made out of the Levyasan that we want to be Zechat to sit in. So the Levyasan is is something that Chazal spend a lot of time describing to us in, in the Agadis, you know, a lot of interesting facets about Levyasan. I thought this would be a good opportunity to discuss the Chlal, the Tsugang to Agadis, and, and uh, you know, from there get back, to, we'll circle back to the Levyasan. So I just want to start with this. In, in, uh, there was a, a, a Italian Talmud Chacham, an Italian Chacham, uh, Rabbi Zari Min Adumim, Rabbi Zari de Rusi. He was born in Mantuba in the early 1500s. 
he dies maybe 1580-ish, that, that's Pachas Yeser's years, and he, towards the end of his life, after, after an interesting story, he writes a Sefer that made tremendous amount of waves. So, in the story is as follows, in 1571, there was an earthquake in Ferrara in Italy, where he was living, and <clears throat> like around 200 people got killed, lots of houses were destroyed, his house got destroyed, so he, he writes this in the Hakdama to the book. He, he ran outside into the street with his wife to be saved, and he bumps into a neighbor of his who was a, a Christian theologian, you know, a, an intelligent Christian, who asks him, the Christian wanted to know, is there a, a Hebrew translation of, of the, the letter of the letter of Aristius, which is basically a letter that describes the, the translation of the Torah. We have the Gemara and Megillah tells us that uh, that the Torah is translated seventy two zakenim, and the Mephis that Hakadosh Baruch Hu made that even though they were each closeted in their own room, they all agreed to make the same changes to protect the Torah. So, but this is a, a Greek letter that describes this and other events, but it also describes the translation of the Torah on behalf of the Library of Alexandria. And then, you know, it goes into some details. So this, this uh, Catholic theologian asks Rebazari ibn Adumim, is there a Hebrew translation of this book? To which Rebazari says, no, there's no translation to this book. But he right away sat down and decided to write a translation. He called the translation Hadraskenim, then took this country's Hadraskenim, which was a translation of, of the letter, and combined it together with a few other Maimarim and Kuntresim, and he published a sefer called Ma'are Nayim. Now, the Ma'are Nayim is a very, very known sefer. It's, you know, it made major, major waves when he put out the sefer. Now, when the Ma'are Nayim was published, he ran into trouble right away, and many of his contemporary uh, Italian gedolim, Italian chachamim, were very, very against it. They, they banned the sefer to the point where he had to, like, publish a kind of a rebuttal or a hisafa to the Sefer called Mitzvah Flekesef, to, to fix up different parts, you know, that were found to be questionables, to be questionable in the Sefer now. And the main Hisnagdus that the different, you know, contemporaries of his from Italy, like uh, David Provencal and, and, and others, was was that they felt that the chronology, the way he describes the Seder of history, did not match with the way Chazal described it. And it was a more secular chronology, and they weren't happy with the chronology that is described in his Sefer. They had other, you know, Tainus similar to this, but that was their Tainus, and they forced him to make certain redactions and certain fixes. Now, a little bit later down the line, uh, when the Sefer became a little bit more wide, no, widespread, and it spread to, to Bohemia, to other places, so the Maral took major, major offense to the Sefer, and the Maral, one could say that the Maral Sefer Berhagoyla which is what the morale put out to describe the proper way to go to Agadis, how to learn Agadis, is, is certainly in part spurred on by the Mari Nayim, uh, you know, in, in protest. So much so that Be'er Vav in, in Be'er Agayla, Kamat the whole Be'er, is, is to, to attack and dismantle certain things that the morale finds disagreeable in the Mari Nayim. Now, the, the morale, his main critique on the Mari Nayim was that he felt that the Mari Nayim does not understand how to learn Agadis. Kayadua, Shas is comprised of two components, right? There's the component that's Divri Halacha, that is supposed to be very straightforward, they mean exactly what they mean, that's Halacha. And then there's Agadis that are more Derech Mashal Venimshal, more Derech, they have a deeper meaning, 
they're not as face value or as straightforward as the the chilek of, of of the Gemara that's that's every halacha. So the what the Marinayim did was he would sometimes take a secular concept or a modern concept, a medical concept, a scientific concept, and he would, with a slight bastardization of the text, meaning he would stick that in, he'd manage to make different chazals that were written way before these things were discovered mean those things or be, you know, a nod to those things. And what he was doing, and, and let's take him, you know, at his word, what he was trying to do is bring a rebuke for Shemayim. He meant to be enhancing chazal by showing that they, they were able to, to know things that no one knew and understand things that no one understood. But the morale took major offense to this and the morale felt that this is being this is not what Chazal meant. He's not cleaving to the meaning of Chazal. And instead he's taking outside things and making Chazal mean the outside things. I'll read you uh, like a quote what the morale writes about him just to show the sharpness of the tone. The morale says, The it came to my hands, a sefer that someone from our, our arm put out. The sefer was brought in front of me. They told me, look, some uh, new stuff. When I read it, my heart was torn and, and my spirit dropped. Cursed is the day that this was revealed. He says, it's a man who does not know how to understand the Devi Chachamim. Eich la'yari l'dabber b'chachamim. Yidabber aleim kilo anashim b'derei chaveirov. He says, how does someone who doesn't begin to understand the Devi Chachamim talk about the Chachamim like they're his friends, like they're his contemporaries? Davar zeh lehoi v'yisrael adadar azeh. This idea has never been until this time. V'ktas m'kaymas, he says, he brings more, he brings Ezra v'sadim, yisvarim kazdim, misifrei akum. He brings all sorts of external things and uses those as, as you know, Havanas for Chazals, and not only did he share these things publicly, he even put them in writing. Says the morale Shahim Ru'im Lihisarif, Minim. So the morale is is uh, extremely, extremely bothered by the Marinaim's Gishata Agada. And that's where the morale's protest is. The morale actually ends off and he says, I'm Batuach that, that this safer will not will not meet success. It won't sustain, you know, it won't pass the test of time. In the in the circles of of the Lemdim. now the Mari Naim obviously still exists. You could still buy one, but I would say the Morales prediction certainly held up that it didn't pass the test of time by the Lemdim. It's not a common safer for people learning Agadis to to employ. It, the Yaakov Emden held similarly like the morale he wrote about. It. And I just incidentally, Stam, the the Stechemed in in the, the Stechemed compiles a list of different Chachamim, Chachmei Adairis, throughout the generations, who quoted all sorts of things from the from the Marinayim, the Chida amongst them and others. So the Stechamed, you know, bats back and forth if, if possibly these Chachamim were not aware of the Charamis and the, you know, major negativity against the Marinayim, or it could be that they held that over time, Chayram against the Sefer dissipates, which in itself is a topic that maybe one day we'll revisit. You know, when when there's a cherem against a sefer or a cherem against an idea, over time when that idea becomes less prevalent, does the cherem dissipate, which is an idea worth visiting. But the Stechamid is troubled by the collection of people that he sees quoting the Marinayim, and he, he suggests either they didn't know or the, the cherem dissipates over time. But but uh, upon him, there was a major, major hisnagdus. There's even a potential that the Beis Yosef, who was an old man already when this was going on, was against the Marinayim. We don't have a letter from the Beis Yosef, like himself, signed. 
But <coughs> there's there's a letter that came out of Tzvass from the Talmidei Abbas Yosef saying that, that the Abbas Yosef was very against the Marinayim. So the Marinayim, you know, received major, major blowback for the way he describes Agadis. But now, what the Marinayim is being accused of is essentially like, like almost like trivial, trivializing the Agadis. Saying like, Chazal didn't have any, you know, it almost makes Chazal's meanings not so deep, not so... Like Chazal were hiding, you know, all the secrets of the universe and and all the important messages of being a Jew in that goddess. It makes him more like, I'll match them up with modern science and modern ideas, and by that I make sense of it. In which the morale held, that cheapens Chazal. If you have to, if if the only way you could make Chazal make sense is because you could figure out how to stim it with whatever modern science, whatever the the hashkafas and ideals of the day are, that cheapens Chazal's word because. Because, uh, you know, what happens when, when you can't figure out how to stim with, 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 with what you want, you know? And, and he felt that, that that cheapens it. And incidentally, there's a, there's a Yushalmi that's quoted sometimes in Sarm, you see, quoted that Amar uh, Eliezer, Yedana Behem Da'amitiyim Him. Eliezer said, I know the Torah is true. I don't have to validate it from external sources. I know the Torah is true. You'll see sometimes in, in, in I got this, the Marsha quotes this a few times, like, I don't need to bring external proofs to validate Chazal's ability to be hiding, you know, deep, deep messages within the Agadis of Chazal. Now, so that's step one. Now, step two is is another Shaila. When it comes to, to, to the Divri Agadah, sometimes the, the face value of the Agadah seems to describe crazy supernatural and, and things that we have no musagam of, that we can't even wrap our head around from an actual practical sense. So when you read a Gemara like that, when a person comes to a Gemara like that, does he need to assume that the the basic storyline, the plot line, the fact pattern that's given by Chazal and Nagadis are true? And there's also a Tifa Nimshal, you know, there's also many, many things that are hidden over there? Or could one say that the Mashal that Chazal is using is fantastical, it doesn't have to actually be true, like, uh, you know, that describing facts. The Mashal itself is a Chalik of Chazal's, you know, description where they're trying to bring out certain things. But the mashal is not to be understood as fact. Now, uh, before we give examples of this, let's, so let's just let, let's just say, you know, the different shitas on the matter. So, the <coughs> Maral himself, who critiques the Marinayim and holds the Chazal's, you know, Divrei Agada, should be looked at much more on their own and independently and be treated as as fact without outside validation. Himself will often give biurim tagadis that where the mashal itself doesn't mean what it means, meaning where the words Chazal use don't mean what Chazal is saying itself, without trying to say that those are true. Now, so the morale, let's call it an open tab. There's this kind of, you know, serious, I'm not a big enough expert in morale to know, but there's, there's some places where he's mashma like this, some places mashma like that, hard to know exactly. The, the marsha in Baba Basra, on the Gemara about Lev Yasan, that we'll get to shortly, the, over there the marsha Taka says, even the Mshalim, even the basic, what Chazal are saying, you have to assume them to be true. It says Chazal didn't, didn't, you know, use examples that weren't true. What they're saying is true. Yes, the Mashal is only to lead to the Nimshal. And there's supposed to be much, much deeper meaning that's supposed to be uncovered and, re, and you know, and, and, and understood from the God of Chazal. But at their face value, the, the Chazals mean, you know, the words that they say. Now, the the... The Rambam and the Ga'inim, and there's many sources like this, that they're much, much more clear on the other side of things. The, the Rambam has a famous Hakdama to the to Parak Chelik in Sanhedrin, 
where the Rambam writes about the, you know, how to understand that goddess. And I'll try to, to paraphrase it because it's a little bit lengthy. But the Rambam in his Hakdama, in Pirisham Shnai's Tiferik Chilik, the Rambam divides the way people understand that goddess into three categories. He says, category one is people who understand that goddess Kipshutan. He says, Arishayna v'hiroiv masharisi, this is the most common, that uh, people understand our God is just to mean exactly what it says. If Even if it seems unlogical and it seems very rachik menaseichel, if Chazal say it, then that's it. They say, So Chazal meant nothing deeper than just what you understand, the words say. Even though, you know, sometimes these things seem to be very far from logic. That you know, so much so that even if you if you told them to, to intelligent people and even if you told them to simple people, they would be rolling their eyes. They'd say this is very strange stuff. But still this is how they believe, they believe Khazal Kipshutam. On them, says the Rambam, Zehakat Aniya Sadas. This is a lack of intelligence. He says, You should feel bad for them because of how foolish they are. Because they, they, they mean to be elevating the Divrei Chachamim and to be taking Chazal seriously. But essentially, What they're doing is they're making the Chazal smaller than they, than they were. They don't understand that they're not elevating Chazal at all. They're just diminishing Chazal by, by assuming their words to be you know, purely at face value, even if it doesn't make sense. So this the Rambam is not a fan of. Then the Rambam says that the second category, Hamaligam al says then there's a second category that say they understand the same thing. They understand to understand the words of Chazal Kipshutam, understand it basically the way it is, but <laughs> clearly these things don't make sense. So obviously Chazal are, are saying foolish things, and you know Chazal's a outdated, not up to date, not realistic Havana of how the world works, and they're the Maligam al Chazal. And them says the Rambam. These are <laughs> these are Rishayim. These are people who are bad. And then the Rambam says there's a kata shlishi, and v'heim chay Hashem ma'atem ad ma'od. He says this group is very very small. This is a group that clearly understands the godless of the chachamim zal v'toiv sechlam and the depth of their of their seichel. And mechivan shenimtze b'chalal devreim and yonam amitim l'ma'od. And there's many many extremely true things. That are hidden in their world, in 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 their words, and and uh, these are the the cat that understand that goddess to mean all chazachin. If Chazal is saying something that doesn't make sense at face value, it doesn't mean face value, says the Rama. Itaka means something much deeper and something that needs understanding. And not always, even in the Rambam's world, will we be able to understand every single. Chuda that the, the Chazal are hiding in that goddess because it's stacker hard to know always what they want. But but Chazal are hiding things, are there a chidav, are there a mashal, and, and, and the, the katashlishi that's muatim understand that don't tr- don't don't assume Chazal to be saying basic zachin, you know, in Agada where if it doesn't make sense on face value, it's either not true or you mukhayiv to believe it if it's illogical. He says Chazal are hiding it, they're a chidav, they're a mashal, and and Mamela, it doesn't mean face value. That's the, the, the Rambam's day. I called him the other day that says that, that Agadis, you know, in contrast to, to Divrei Halacha, don't need to be understood 
at face value. Akapanam, the mushal part of it, could be understood to mean something else, something deeper, something hidden. Now there's, there's chuvas from the Ga'inim, from uh, Rav Haigain. There's a, a chuva Rav Haigain says, Hevayoidim, you should know, ki divri agada loikishmuahim. Divri agada are not like divri halacha. Elakolacha dairish masha'ala alibay. Every person could say what he thinks it means. You don't say a final thing. You say what you think it means. And therefore, you can't be saying what something someone extrapolates from Agada. It's an umdana, it's an idea, it's something that he thinks. Um, you know, there's a Me'iri like this, there's uh hey, there's many Ga'inim and Rishonim who held like this, that uh, the Lumashal, the Shilta Gibayrim in, in Avadizara and the first parak. He brings from a Riyaz that says, Yesh me'em she'em guzma, yesh me'em she'em b'chazayin. Some of the Divri Agadahs, the Chazal say, are exaggerations or or dreams, you know, visions. So, b'cholif, without going into every single person and each person, each each uh, shita's version of how to say that you don't have to assume the the words, the the mashal chilek of the Agadahs to be exactly fact, that's definitely an opinion that was held by many, many, you know, G'dayim G'dayim Amongst them, some of the primary shaynim and ga'inim, and, and etc. Now, the marsha, and possibly the maral, seem to have held not like that. That agadis need to be understood kipshute. The mashal is a fact. Meaning when the, the mashal, the chazal used to describe something, although the nimshal is something deeper, the mashal itself is a fact. Now, amongst the achreinim, you know, so just understand, amongst the achreinim, this is also not what you would call, you know, settled law. The Naid Behuda, famously in two places, the Naid Behuda brings, he, he has a, a the Naid Behuda the, the, the in, in, in the Hakdama to the Tzlach, in his, in his Tshuva, the Naid Behuda is writing to someone who, who had sent him a Shaila about an Agada to Gemara. The Naid Behuda told him, Ain dark Agada, I don't answer Agadis because Ain made him in Agadis. You can't learn Halacha from Agada, is what the Naid Behuda told him. So, the, so this person sent back the tshuva to the Naid Behuda with, uh, you know, a whole langa tshuva extolling the milus of Divrei Agada. So the Naid Behuda writes back. He says, This that I wrote to you, that I don't usually respond to Divrei Agada. This is your response to that was, you sent me like a whole puff piece. Justifying Chazal's Haggadahs. He says, Hine, I need Tama. Harichas has a Lama. I don't know what, what this whole Harichas is. You think that I need you to praise Divri Chazal to me? He says, Who's the Pesi, the idiot, who, who be put, you know, Divri Daifi, who would say anything bad about Haggadahs? He says, V'chol Divri Bala Talmud, every single word that's in the Shas. There's not a single word in there that's that's foolish and, and irrelevant. If it seems that way, it's because you know because we don't see it properly. So says I don't need you to explain to me that uh, you know that Chazal's goddess are important and that they're that they're that they're meaningful. He says he called but he says all I told you was I don't respond to Shailam about them. Why? He called Divrei Razal, the Divrei Agadus, Gurim Vistumim Vekulam Kashen Lahavin, because all the words of Chazal are Sasum and 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 Sagur, 
and hard to understand. Meaning you can understand them, Kipshuta. They don't mean what it says at face value. They're, they're much deeper than that. And that's not something that's Negeil Halacha. That's not something that I answer in Chuvas. Then he brings the Raya that this person, the main Raya that the Shail had for the Red Beauty is as follows. This is your Shalmi in Peya, in Perik Beis, that says as follows. Ein Lemeidin, we don't learn Lemina Halachis, Lemina Agadis, Lemina Teseftis, Elemina Gemara. The only thing, and this means Ein Lemeidin Halacha, you don't learn Halacha, only from, from Gemara, not Me Halachis, not Me Agadis, not Teseftis, fine. Now, there's a Klau in, in Klali Apsak, that if there's no Chilik on a Teseftis, if there's no, nothing in Bavli that's Chilik on a Teseftis, then we do Paskin like a Teseftis. So said the Shail to the Neid Behuda, so Agadis, which is listed in the same list as the Teseftis, should have the same rule, just like by Tesefta. We don't pass on like Tesefta, but if there's no Chalik and Shas, then we do pass on like it. So I got this also. If there's nothing that it's a steer to in Divriya Shas, then there's no reason to pass. There's no reason that you can't pass and learn out of Halacha from that God. Says the Neid Behuda, I disagree. Neid Behuda says, Omnam, Ani Yomer, the Afshah Yushalmi Kalalinu, even though the Yushalmi put it together, Yachad, Mikal Makoim Lav Bechada Machta Machtinulay. It's not all the same. It says, Vagam, he says there's a big chilek. The Tesefta was primarily written for halacha. Rav Chia and Rav Aishio who wrote the Tesefta, they were writing it la halacha. Now, Grada, the more edited and redacted version of a halachic document that Klai Yisrael has, the Paskin like is the Shas. And therefore, Bimkayim the Shas, the Tesefta takes a back seat. But essentially, if there's no chilek in the Shas, Avada Tesefta was written, you know, with a halachic angle in mind. As opposed to Agada, says the says the Neid Agada was written for the lessons behind it, for the tifa meanings that are hidden inside them. They're not meant to describe fact and to describe halacha and and, and realism. So even if there's no chaylik, it appears to you there's no machlekes from the shas. We still don't paskin <coughs> like the Devi Agada. Now, uh, just you know, the other side of the coin of the Neid Behuda is his haktama to his sefer tzlach. Now, the sefer tzlach that the Neid Behuda wrote on shas is. Uh, I don't know, primarily, but uh, uh, probably primarily, you could even say, on the Agadah Sashas. It's a tremendous focus on the Agadah Sashas. He writes on many, many of the Agadah Sashas. Now, in his Hakdama, he writes as follows. He says, Hakdama Ktana, Ba Yideya Mechaber Emuna, Lamay Beperetz, to stand in the breach, Neged Doivrei Atak Hamiloinim Tluna, Ala Agadah Mufuzaris, Betamudim Medrashim Achazainim Achazainim. I'm writing this Sefer to, de- to defend the veracity and the truth of Agadis that are dispersed throughout the Madrashim and through Chazal. And this is the punchline, and even more so, particular the Divri Chazal, the Agadis of Chazal, that at face value, in regular, you know, sensible, logical discourse, they make no sense. They don't have a way to understand them. It says that maybe those in particular are the ones that I'm coming to be making. And what the Mechaber, what I, the Neid Behuda, am going to do in the Sefer Tzlach is I'm going to show how they have a tremendous value to us and a deep meaning. And how in the future they're going to be the, the gateway to all understanding and all Bina. So the Neid Behuda, like he does in his Truva, says, I'm, I don't see a distinction between Agada and Halacha in the Cheshivas of. of of you know, Kamachavivim Divir Chazal. Of course, it's Divir Chazal. It comes from Chazal. It needs to be treated the same way with the same Chashivas. All I see, says the Neid is that one means face value, one means straight up as it says, and one, even the mushal, is hiding things in it. And for this, the, the Neid Behuda himself and the Akdam brings a fascinating mushal. 
where he says as follows. He says there was once a, a ship that was stashed with all the, the all the Chacham, every professor in Harvard was on the ship together. You know, Chacham and every Chacham and every part of society were all stashed on the ship together. And one person on the on the on the ship, one of these uh, you know, Nobel laureates, brought a child along. And Vayayayim, they're traveling, and the boat gets capsized, and they end up on an island, a deserted island, far away from all society, far away from everything. And they're there all alone. And they decide that in the interim, if they're there on an island trapped with one child, let us at least make this one child into the smartest kid that ever walked walked the face of the earth. We will teach this child everything he could possibly know. So he sits down with a you know, top-level mathematician and a physicist and a medical doctor and a linguist and a literature. And he, this kid is becoming the, the, the Chacham Hadar. They're teaching him, you know, mamish, you know, all the highest levels of Chachma, every practical science of the day. He says, then there's one who was uh, like a school teacher, the guy who got the, the job to teach him ABC. So he takes him down to the beach, he takes a stick and he starts scratching into the sand, A, B, C, and the kid's like, what, what is this about? It's meaningless. Everything else I'm being taught is meaningful. He says, no, 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 this is very important, you have to know these. He tries again, and the kid won't take to it, because the kid is being taught all sorts of practical sciences, they're explaining to him how to do, you know, how to run, how to build, how to do, how to do everything. And this is just, it's not a gay, you show me A is A, Y is A, A, what chaychas? And the teacher finally runs out of patience and he takes the stick and he gives him a whack. He says, A is A because I said it so. And B is B, etc., etc. And he keeps, he forces the kid, you know, against his will to learn the ABC. And he keeps telling him, one day you'll thank me, one day you'll thank me. And several years later, they get rescued. And uh, as the ship pulls into harbor and the boy starts being able to read things, he sees a fish stand and he sees a store and he sees shaps and words and, and suddenly all the letters, the letters that he was taught, this minor little course, you know, that seemed to have much less value than everything else, takes on like a major value and he turns to this teacher who taught him ABC and he says, what you taught me is more important than whatever, whatever what I got from everybody else. You know, uh, uh, the advanced algebra, I don't need in my daily life, but how to read, that's something I need in my daily life. So says the Naid Behuda, the same could be said for the Agatha the Gemaras. He says, Halacha, it's teaching you practical zakh, and it's teaching you how to live everybody's day-to-day life. He says, I got this right now in our in our detached, you know, uh, ungodly existence where we're not able to, to really understand the depth of Chazal and understand what Chazal is describing to us about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah and Klai Yisrael, etc. So it seems meaningless to us, he says. But we need to force ourselves to learn these Gemaras and to try to understand the language that, that Hashem is going to use to explain things to us things to us at a later date. And says the Naidu Yehuda, if a person tries to understand that goddess, you know, and, and take out of them the Divrei Musa and the Divrei meaning, and he learns the language of Chazal, Asid Lave, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals everything in Mala Aretz Deya, when everything's going to be known, this person will have the language to understand it, as opposed to someone who doesn't. Now, it's a, it's a beautiful idea, but Akapandam, what the, what the Naidu Yehuda is highlighting, is again, these two schools of thought on how to, how to look at, at, you know, a goddess that seem, you know, strange at face value. Must we assume them at face value? Or do we assume them to be, you know, hiding hiding a deeper meaning within the words, which they're anyhow doing, but, but you know, that they don't have to mean what they mean at face value. Now, there's just one one Gemara <coughs> that I want to share that, that, you know, 
each each side lechayir could have a raya from it. The the Gemara says as follows: The Gemara Babasra and the Ayin Hey Ayin Hey tells us that the Kihad the Yasev Rav Yechonon Rav Yechonon was sitting b'kadar she was darshaning and he said Asad Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lahavi Avanim Tevis from Argolius Hashem's going to bring stones and diamonds that are shleishim al shleishim the dimensions are thirty amas by thirty amas v'chaykik b'hem Aser al Esrim he's going to make tremendous stones and put them b'shar Yerushalayim that's what Rav Yechonon darshan. So Liglagalov Isa Talmud. A Talmud, you know, snickered. He rolled his eyes. He says, Hashta Kebeya said the Talila Lemashkachinam. We can't find even stones that are like a big egg, Kuli Haimashkachinam, diamonds that are that size we're gonna find. Yeah, come on, diamonds don't come in that size, he said. He snickered. Liyamim at a later date. Hifliga Svinasibayam, this this student of Rivechan was going on a boat trip. Chaza Malachi Asharis the Yasiva Kaminasri Avanum Tavis Margolius. He saw the malachim that they were doing, you know, fine etching and stonework on large stones. He asks them, "What are these for?" These are the diamond, the stones that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is one day going to put on the Shari Yerushalayim. So it says, And he came in front of Rabbi He told him, "Rabbi Drash, you should say Drashas. It makes sense for you to darshan. Why? Like you said, I saw." So Rabbi Yechonon becomes enraged, and he turns to this Talmud and he says, "Amar Reka, empty one, il mali If you wouldn't have seen it, you wouldn't believe it. Ah, malagli You're someone who doesn't take Chazal seriously. And he he got rid of him. He offed him. So there's a, there's a fascinating element to the story. First of all, like originally, when the Talmud makes legal love, Rabbi Yechonon ignores him. And we know from many other Gemaras, Rabbi Yechonon was, was, you know, was strict. Rabbi Yechonon wasn't someone that you could uh, laugh at. This Talmud, literally, Rabbi Yechonon ignores him. Later on, the Talmud comes back and says, I saw you, what you did, I'm, uh, now I'm on board. Then Rabbi Yechonon punishes him. It's a very strange, you know, like a strange dichotomy that's happening in the Gemara. So, so, so both Tzadim and how to learn that goddess are able, or try to take out of this Gemara. The Tzadim says, the Chazal mean Kipchutam, so this is a raya. You see, Rabbi Yechonon said something that seems fantastical, something that seems impossible with what we knew, what we know. And still this Talmud went and saw it, you know, in, in reality, exactly as described. And he came back and told Rabbi Yechonon about it. And Rabbi Yechonon just felt that he should have believed him earlier. He shouldn't have waited until he saw it to believe him. So it sounds like when Chazal say it, they mean it, Mamash, at face value, even for something that seems highly unlikely. Mitzad Cheni, the, the other side says, that this, this Gemara is a perfect riot to the Rambam. This Talmud starts off in the in the in the you know the kata the the kat that the Rambam starts off with, who believe it at face value, and when they can't make sense of it, they just they, they don't believe it anymore. So on that Rabbi Yechonon felt bad for him. He says, "You're a pessy. You don't understand anything. You're missing the boat." And when the guy came back and said, "I saw it now in reality, and now I believe it." Then Rabbi Yechonon got upset at him because now you're making that, that you could only believe a Chazal, only believe an Agada if you could factualize it, if you could prove that it's factual. That's not what Chazal meant. Chazal meant all sorts of deeper meanings even if you can't see it with your own eyes. It doesn't always mean Pashib Shat. So, so I've seen this Gemara used to, to, to bolster both sides of the argument. If, if the mashal in, in Chazal's Devi Agada needs to be perceived as being basic and straightforward, or the mashal could be perceived as, as itself something deeper and something not meant to be understood, you know, at actual face value. Now, I, I apologize, I see it took me a lot longer to get through the background 
of, of uh, how to look at Agadis. So I think we're going to have to break this up into two pieces and continue the, the discussion of the Levyasan and Sukkot and the Sukkot of Levyasan at a later date in Ritz Hashem.